podcast for the 28th of August 2018, a podcast about Apache Hadoop and the surrounding ecosystem for anyone working with or investigating big data and advanced analytics. My name is Dave, and here is my co-host, streaming once more to us live, Jon. Hi Dave, but you're lying to the audience because this is not live. Well, it's I mean, live right now. Yes, it's not going to be live when they hear it. But it won't be live <laughs> when we say it's live right now. But it's live when I'm saying it to you right now. I'm not sure because you sound pretty under the <laughs> the curse <laughs> of hay fever still. <laughs> I am still under the curse of hay fever. Damn this more zombie, fever. right? Yeah, a little bit. But that's okay because that's what drugs are for. Anyway. And good thing is we have guests and we recorded this earlier. So <laughs> back when I was sniffling. feeling more normal. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not go that far. Well, yeah. Normal base level for me, anyway. Let's let's <laughs> maybe not no, normal's the wrong word. Anyway, let's get back with uh, CG and uh, Matteo and uh, talk Indeed, more about CG uh, Matteo schooling us further on uh, the the glories that are Apache Pulsar, giving into more depth this time, uh, and also talking about some of the future features that are uh, actually by the time this episode goes live should be out and ready. Yeah, mostly. It's a bit of a long episode this time, so. Uh, Get some popcorn, settle in, and enjoy the ride. So, I think we've we've covered all of the uh, the questions certainly that I wanted to ask around um, you know Pulsar and uh, Bookkeeper and and Heron sort of as as more general questions, and we've we've talked a lot about ingest and migration and things like that. But uh, I know that there's there's big news with uh, Pulsar 2.0 now. So perhaps, uh, obviously, as we, we said at uh, the beginning of our previous session, uh, we, we mentioned that it's been uh, sort of six months or so since we last talked. And I know there's, there's a, a lot of work that's happened between now and then. But uh, what does what does Pulsar two point bring to the world? What what should people get really excited about? Okay, I can start, and then we can uh, <laughs> I can pass on some some of the item to CG, and so that we can uh, spread. Uh, so the the we had some some like big ticket item features, uh, in, and namely the the. The biggest ones are in terms of uh, we have added that schema registry int- integration, so that, mm-hmm. that that you have like type safe API and uh, and with um, and validation of your typing and you, you can manage the types and that happens or within within Pulsar con- con- context. So you can validate that uh, a particular uh, producer does not publish invalid data into a topic and 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 conversely so that's 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 the start we have all the plan to increase that that set of features there uh, because that's a very important area um, we we've been adding uh features like uh topic topic compassion again that was um several use cases that that really benefit from there they're not they Typically, easy, uh, simple messaging use cases. They are more like uh, on the storage side use cases that that benefit for uh, for like I want to just keep the latest uh, value for some keys and have the system to automatically prune out the 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 old values for for this, for, for this key so that so that I can quickly uh, come back up and and basically 
fetch a snapshot of the data plus all the changes receive all, it, all the updates after that snapshot. So that makes, for example, if, if I do have a cache that uh, I want to bootstrap, I can just connect, get the latest values and keep keep tailing and get all the updates so that my cache is always consistent and always up to date. And uh, the the biggest feature item is on this portal function, as that CG already mentioned before. Uh, it, you can go on the, on the, on the more in detail. Uh, this like lightweight compute uh, that uh, layer, um, and uh, another uh, big item that we have worked a lot is uh, is the performance side. Uh, we have made lots of changes in Bookkeeper and in Portal itself to um, to increase the throughput and latency uh, um, and to move the needle up uh, a bit. Uh, so. Uh, we we have collaborated with uh, an uh, an effort which is uh, within the Linux Foundation, which is called Op Open Messaging, and uh, and a part of that Open Messaging project is to basically define a set of benchmarks uh, and the benchmark framework to basically uh, test different messaging system mm -hmm. in, uh, in 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 a kind of like it's kind of like a, a flexible framework in which you can define uh, your kind of workloads, and because every, everyone has a different Workload that cares about uh, not not just the uh, always always the same one. Uh, you want to try to model to what your like real use case is, and uh, and uh, so what that project makes it easy is that you can define your workload in a in a configuration file. Say how many topics, how many how much rate, how much storage, how much partition, how many subscription, how many consumers, and so on. And you, you can run these. Uh, uh, in the cloud uh, against multiple messaging systems, and 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 you get basically the same standardized report for lat latencies, throughputs, and so on. So we did a lot of work to uh, to make sure that uh, we 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 are gonna, gonna, gonna getting the the most out of the hardware in in very different use cases. And uh, yeah, I can go through of, of some 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 of these scenarios as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely. The, I'd certainly be interested to understand the bit more detail around the the, the pulsar functions and the, you know what what does that really you know from a from a user or developer perspective what does that really add um, to to this? So uh, so uh, I, I can talk a little bit about pulsar functions is. Uh, like traditionally, like uh, for the first engine, uh, you want to processing a stream, you want processing some kind of uh, event streams or like when data arrives, how you want to react. The first version is uh, you storm, then you need to write this kind of complicated uh, top lot, top, uh, what they call top logger. You need to have a spout, you need to have a, a thing, uh, sorry, a boat. To uh, and you need to uh, write code to stitch this together. So that is the first way. Like uh, you need to write uh, uh, the the sort of this kind of uh, stream processing or messaging event driven processing uh, <coughs> program. And the first second version is uh, you uh, evolve into you need to provide some kind of uh, DSL 
like you need to do uh, with functional uh, programming language like Scala, uh, the other uh, language is you do this kind of map, flat map, and uh, windowing uh, reduce this kind of uh, functions stitched together to provide an expressive, uh, 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 sorry, express your uh, uh, computing in this kind of uh, functional language. And we have been observed and people need to learn this kind of different programming uh, framework or program language uh, to processing the uh, mastery data, streaming data when the data arrives. And it's actually, uh, you're kind of using a complicated, uh, very complicated tools to uh, processing that, uh, sorry, uh, plus, uh, do a very simple things like you, you might want to just do uh, streaming data transformation. You want to just do simple aggregation. So that gets things, uh, gets things complicated. And we have been looking, uh, we have been uh, talking to customers, users, and we're also looking into a cloud. Cloud actually provide uh, this concept called serverless or cloud functions. They basically do exactly the same thing about uh, when uh, events or a master arrive, trigger an uh, action to do a job. Like for example, when uh, there's uh, system updates, I send an email, or I send uh, a notification, things like that. So we have seen this kind of uh, stream processing and also the serverless uh, framework uh, are kind of event driven. What basically you want to do is uh, when my data arrive, I uh, I want to process my data. So there's no fundamental concept conceptual uh, difference between these two things, and it's just like uh, people are kind of coming from analytics world or like from more from application or serving world, and we have been fine. Uh, what what people really need. Uh, for most of the use case, I would say like 60 or 90, uh, uh, 70% of the 70% of the use case are kind of do simple uh, processing. Like I want to do uh, a transformation. I want to uh, do a simple aggregation. So what they need really need is uh, I just need to uh, write a function. In Java, mm -hmm. you probably just write the function. In Python, it's just a method or a function to process an events that getting into my ma uh, my topic or my stream, and that is exactly your business logic. In you want to put in into the system, and it automatically trigger when the data arrives. So it makes the uh, programming interface much simpler and much easy to understand. For any language, like if you already know Python, you know how to write a Python function. If you already a Java developer, you know how to write a Java uh, function. So there's no barrier for people to jump in to immediately write a function to processing my stream data. And that is what the parser function want to bring in into the developer world is the simplicity you uh you write a function and once you're done you are able to run your functions along with parser and you got exactly the uh the data as fast as possible as the data arriving into your system so that is the the magic that parser function want to provide 
And it's actually very useful in a couple areas. The first thing is on the age. On the age is you probably have uh, this kind of age data center, have a very tiny data center that only have a few nodes. You probably don't have the capability to deploy a com uh, comprehensive uh, stream processing engine there to process the data. So you want have uh, you want to have the ability to do uh, very lightweight computing, which is actually parser function fit very well in that area. And the second thing is uh, on the machine learning world is uh, you can use a lot of complex, uh, comprehensive uh, stream processing or data processing system to generate, uh, uh, to do machine learning, generate a machine learning model. Uh, but you don't need that uh, comp uh, complicated system. You once you have the model you want to put online, you want to serving the uh, the request. Uh, 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 you also want to do some sort of uh, online uh, training. Is when your data arrives, you want to apply some kind of uh, function to refresh your model. And that is what uh, possible function really shining in that area as well. So uh, what uh, possible function has tried to bring in the table is the developer simplicity and uh, no external uh, system to deploy is stream native. That means it's managed by a broker. Um, it's, uh, it's a part, uh, different kind of, uh, run, runtime. You are able to run, uh, collocate with broker, uh, in thread mode or even in, uh, process mode or local Docker mode. And if you already running Pulsar in some sort of scheduler that Kubernetes, you are able to dedicate the scheduling work to Kubernetes and you're able to run uh, uh, the functions uh, as a, uh, some sort of the uh, jobs in Kubernetes. And even you don't like, uh, if you don't like to run this around with Pulsar, you want to manage how you want to run a process, uh, you can just use uh, functions as library to, uh, and you manage how you want to deploy the functions and how you want to run it and how you want to scale it. So that is the simplicity, uh, flexibility, and also uh, like sort of uh, library oriented, uh, like no actual library you need, uh, actual dependency you need for write a function. So that is what functions bring into the table. Okay, so that's kind of interesting though. How do you deal with things like um, resource contention within within Pulsar? If you so if you've got these these functions doing doing lightweight compute, but you've got um, you know you've got a high degree of data flowing through, um, how can you make sure that um, you know maybe certain certain functions are more critical than others, how do you make sure that you sort of prioritize the, is there, is there any sort of workload prioritization that exists within Pulsar? So, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah, uh, Matthew, go ahead. Uh, so I, that's suggesting that you, you have di different ways of doing this uh, 
isolation between tenants and uh, and uh, and uh, and and this prioritization, right? So, mm-hmm. from the perspective of of, of, of a broker, of, of purely messaging, basically, this uh, function execution is, 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 is running as is is appearing as a consumer, right? So all the all the regular uh, ways to right. isolate consumers are in place. Um, right, right. And that means isolating consumer with consumers and consumer uh, consumer with producers, right? Um, and there are, there are ways to um, you you can rate limit certain certain consumers, for example. Mm-hmm. So you so you can uh, basically say that these topics are not that important. So if there is any problem, I I I don't want these to consume more than that. Or you can also. S- basically rate limit on the just the amount of the read from disk. So as long as you as you are caught up and you're consuming fast, I want I want to throttle you, but if you if you fall back and try to read from disk, which is kind of a, the, the expensive operation, I can I can throttle you. Okay, okay. And then and then the, the next part is isolation between uh the uh the actual uh Code that is that is running with your function code, right? And yeah. there, there are different strategies of how to run it and uh, and how to isolate. Okay. So, and that's that's any anything else worth mentioning on Pulsar functions, or should we should we go on to the the registry next? Yeah, I think we can uh, go to schema registry. Yeah. So t- tell us more about the the schema registry. How how's first of all, I guess what was the the previous state before Pulsar two dot um, What were, what would people have done? And really, now that now that you have the the registry there, what does that what does that enable for for people looking at Pulsar now? Okay. Um, so before. Uh one twenty two uh, release, uh, and, and since the beginning, we always basically deal dealt with uh, with byte arrays uh, or byte buffers. So you define your what what the payload is completely uh, um, is is opaque to the to messaging system, right? And uh, that means that you 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 need to do your serialization deserialization. Well, that's that's the easy part, but you also need to make sure that. Uh, if you want to change your your format, or if you have some some uh, some some process that, that that keeps writing some old format, you want to make make sure that uh, that that's, that is happening correctly, and you have to do it uh, uh, manually, right? So there's there's no way to enforce uh, the that the the payload types. So we 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 took a step back and we say okay. We we need to change the API to basically first of all have a type safe API, and uh, and but that's on 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 the surface, right? So I want to just specify that my this uh, this this is like uh, has a JSON payload, and the JSON is my example. If I'm writing in Java, this is my class that that's that define my type um, on the. Under the hood, the, the important part is that when you create a producer, uh, we have that that schema information, and this is inbound. This is not uh, something that, it, that 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 is optional. So the system will validate that when you try to publish on this this topic, will validate that um, you're trying to publish uh, some 
some random data on this topic, which was marked as JSON with this specific type. So you're not allowed to publish here. Or conversely, if you try to consume and you expect some kind of, some kind of type and the topic has a different type, that's, that's say, okay, you, you can subscribe here because, and um, the other part is that you basically, you want to allow um, evolution on the schema. And so you can apply uh, changes to, to your format, but only in a comp compatible way. So you can add fields and depending on, on the schema. So the schema, uh, the, the, the first step is we support Avro in 2.1, which is uh, close as well. We uh, uh, add also Avro support. And, and later on, like more more types as 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 needed. Uh, but the, the important part was was to have these these framework in place that uh, that's completely integrated with within the system out out of the box. Okay, excellent. Um, so, other topics you mentioned that that came in two dot are um, topic compaction. So. Again, you know, going a little bit deeper into that, what sort of improvements can people expect to see? Uh, uh, say more than improvement is, is more like enabling some kind of use cases which were uh, well, more difficult to, to implement with, uh, uh, without having a lot of compassion. And enabling, namely so that you... You don't have to um, worry about. Uh, I, I was doing the, the snapshot plus telling the, the topic uh, as an example before, right? So at that, at that point, you don't need to worry about how how long, for example, I've been uh, I've been offline. I can come back up and get the snapshot, and the system will just provide me the, the latest value of each key. And 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 they're from there. So even if I've been down like three days and there were like a lot of the data being published, I can specify that. Or I really just want to have the latest values. And I don't send me any, any anything else. So is you without support on the on the on the system side is 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 really not possible to to have that that same efficiency in in doing that. One of the parts that I want to uh, to mention is that the implementation uh, is that different from what, for example, Kafka does. Uh, so in, in in our case, uh, since we have this this segment storage, uh, what we can do is that the the snapshot for the for this comp the compacted snapshot of the topic is basically stored uh, out of band. That means that you can still retain uh, all the all the data log, for example, like for x amount of time or in the, Indefinitely, if, if if you want, but on the side you have this uh, this snapshot. Uh, so different consumers might be interacting in, di in different parts. So you, you you might have one consumer that, that really wants every event, uh, and you, have, you you might have one consumer that really when it comes back up, it, it might just ask for start from from the snapshot and, and continue from there. So these two uh, uh, semantic can coexist in the, in the same topic because. We don't like just rewrite what was there in the topic. We just write it on the on 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 the side. Okay, so obviously there's there's quite a bit 
um, that's coming to to Pulsar um, two point I mean, what's what's the upgrade path like? Is it is it relatively seamless? Do people need to do a, a, a lot of um, changes before they can do any form of upgrade? So uh, the, the important part that we, we, we that, that we really make sure is that there's uh, there is a there's a compatible. So all the wire protocols are compatible. Uh, Mm-hmm. So you, you you can easily do a live migration the same way that, that you can do like a, a, a minor release. You can just upgrade and uh, first your progress and then your clients and uh, the, actually there's no there's no sequence that you can upload first the clients and then the broker. It doesn't really really matter the the order because every, each side is able to detect what the version and what the feature supported by the other side. So that was. Allows us to maintain compatibility there. Um, mm-hmm. We did some changes in the API. Uh, so, for like to add this uh, type safe API, so we have deprecated uh, a few of the of the method in the old client API, but uh, most most of the time it should uh, work with uh, uh, even even if you use this deprecated API, it should work without any. Change. I mean that's. Is very similar, so that in just a few few minutes you can use the the new type type safe API as well. Nice. So, kind of full full live rolling upgrade support is is not a problem in the in the in the Pulsar world. I mean, that was a critical feature, like since the first uh, uh, since the, the beginning of the days. Because uh, so the moment that, that that you have multiple data centers and and dual replication, mm-hmm. you cannot really say that. I need to upgrade first the brokers and then the clients uh, or like, because if you have this kind of sequence, at that point, uh, a broker is, acts as a client for, for, for uh, that, that center, right? So if, if you have yeah. many brokers in region A, uh, then it's breaking up with replication. So you, have, you, you, you can act, then, then you have to basically have downtime, so that was some, some something that we really couldn't afford. So that's that's what there since the since the beginning. Um, the other uh, part is that uh, we we really tried to, to make sure that the the binary comp- comp- compatibility pro- wire protocol wise is there. So actually, the the the, the, the first client library that, that was deployed at Yahoo like uh, four years ago uh, or more uh, would mm-hmm. still work with the latest Pulsar uh, broker. That's that's uh, so you, you you can still use a very old client like connect, connect, connect to broker and that, that will work. And the same thing is that if you have a new client with a very old broker, that should work as well. Nice, nice. So that I mean that's that that suggests that you you obviously put a lot of thought into this very early on that it was going to be a key tenant of of uh, of Pulsar throughout. So that's that's, yes. great, that's great news. One, one, so one of the issues that, 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 that we figured out that was that uh, it's very difficult to tell people to upgrade. Uh, to, so once you run a service, <laughs> so if, if people run on, on, on their own, they, 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 they won't upgrade until they need to upgrade, right? But if you're on a service, uh, you can just tell people, oh, by the way, you have to upgrade your client library. And, uh, and people say, why? I mean, it's, work, it's working for me. Why do I need to upgrade? I mean, it's, mm. <laughs> right? Is I don't want to introduce this risk factor. Is is working? I don't I don't want to touch it. So why why should I take time to 
to get new, 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 new library, test it and deploy it. So it was very painful to do that. So that's, that's why we realized that that, that was really a, a key requirement to uh, basically never like deprecate old client versions running because that's something that you cannot really easily do. Yeah, is that something you're going to keep doing in the future? Because uh, I can imagine at a certain point you want to add a certain feature that does break something somewhere. Have you already got something like that on the roadmap that you've been pushing forward, or is it just going to be mm. no, never, ever? I, I, I mean, unless there is a super compelling reason, I would, I would say never, never. Uh, <laughs> so it, typically, you so you you can basically have a kind of like a baseline of. So in our protocol, there is a basically a, 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 a set of features that that the other sites that the peer supports, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm talking to a broker and this broker says is uh, has this uh, Y protocol version X, that means that it doesn't support feature uh, uh, Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, I, I mean, if I'm a client and I'm trying to use that that new feature, that of course that that won't work. But uh, if I'm not using that part, that that new feature, it will still work, right? Uh, conversely, like uh, if we, we we have been adding like new commands, new features um, that that change the interaction between client, client and broker. But so far, we've been always being been able to do that in a way that is backward compatible. Uh, it, it does take quality software uh, development to be able to do that to make sure your version control is uh, yeah set up correctly. And it amazes me that most often in open source project this happens a lot better than uh, purely commercial software packages. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you have to respect so, the community, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, so with um, with two dot there's obviously been a, a you know a lot of improve functionality um and you you mentioned things like um avro support and you know native cloud storage support in in 2.1 perhaps you can kind of expand a little bit on the on the roadmap what what's what does the future hold for pulsar what's coming down the line okay so in the immediate future we're saying that 2.1 uh uh 2.1 where where we're targeting very soon uh and uh, the, so, so you, so you mentioned uh, tier storage. So that's that's one one big feature that, that we've been working on. There is this connector framework, uh, which is based on Pulsar function. Uh, again, uh, this is uh, for two point one release, and that that's basically some one of the like, in major major uh, feedback point that, that we got is that. Uh, as, as you mentioned as well, okay, how, how to get data into the system and, and out, of, out of the system in a, in a mm-hmm. in the most straightforward way. Um, and uh, we we've been uh, playing with the uh, with the, uh, Go client. That there was not not feedback that many new projects are in, are in Go, and uh, we want to have like a very solid way, a very solid Go client library. So that's is coming as well. Into and um, yeah, Eversport and uh, CG, am, am I forgetting anything? Uh, so uh, in the functions, we also uh, sort of, so in functions, we also have this kind of uh, built-in state ma- management. So you don't, uh, if, for example, if you want to do this kind of um, 
using function to more like state oriented uh, processing. Like for example, I want to count some. Uh, I want to do aggregation. I want to count some uh, like words. I want to do windering, and uh, we. I want to do uh, more uh, this kind of aggregation of uh, operations, and that is we have been because Parser has these two layers, brokers and the storage. So we kind of dedicate all the state management into the storage layer. So uh, from function perspective, you don't need to actually managing any uh, state in in the in the function runtime, and uh, that is the the features that we want to uh, build in into the function uh, uh, functionality, and that is coming uh, out uh, as two point one. I think I cut cut all these kind of uh, features uh, material. Yeah. Yes. That's excellent. So, I mean, what's what's longer term? What what are the things that uh, you, you commonly get asked about, and that you're you're currently sort of uh, seeing in your longer term backlog? What, what what can we expect in the next kind of maybe year or so? So, one of the uh, other uh, items, like purely on on messaging and replication, was around. Uh, that, that we are thinking uh, a, a way to solve is that this concept that typically you have these uh, either active-active or active-passive replication. So if you do things like active-passive, the moment you want to switch over to another data center, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of, one of the tricky part is how to make sure that how do I restart where I left off and. Uh, so that's way we, we, we really want to uh, have a, a, a better solution for that. And w we think that that with the current uh, architecture of Forza and Bookkeeper, that make makes it much easier to, to support that, that use case. In, in, in the sense that you want to, uh, you have these asynchronous application happening, but you want to be able to switch over your producer and consumers to, an, to another cluster. And, uh, and and restart from where you left off or close where you left off. Just 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 a little bit of duplicates, for example. Another area uh, is in terms of like more like operability of topics uh, is kind of like more on the I I want to uh, move topics from one cluster to 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 another or within the same cluster. Like for example, I'm doing the consolidation of topics or this kind of movement in a in a seamless way uh, so that the client doesn't even need to realize that that, that is happening so that's more on the operation side uh, that makes sense for a mid to 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 big size clusters okay so how's the how's the sort of the community uh building around pulsar um, you know, you 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 you've uh, you're still a relatively uh, young project in in incubator status on Apache. Um, you know, are we are we are you happy with your progress towards sort of uh, building that community and top level project? So, so I think right. uh, okay, okay, go ahead. Okay, I say so. 
we've we, we, seen a lot, uh, a good a good amount of traction. I, I would say, and uh, that's lots of people are inter- interested. And there there are different uh, there are different uh, motivations for uh, for different kind of 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 companies uh, mm-hmm. to to start t- testing and putting personal interaction. And uh, so, if you look at the at the at many smaller companies, they they, they typically have uh, uh, some kind of like messaging, pure messaging, queuing use cases plus streaming, and they want one single simple solution to 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 manage all of these, and uh, and typically is in the cloud, and uh, and this kind of uh, of of. Easy to use APIs and, and 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 semantics are what they what they really uh, are in, in, interesting into. And uh, on the on the on the kind of like mid-sized clusters, big companies, uh, what what we see is that there there is a lot of uh, interest in people that have been running Kafka for several years and uh, mm-hmm. and they and 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 they scaled up and they started to feeling some of the pain of of scaling up. And some of the uh, limitations and some of the, of the bottlenecks. So that's and, they, and at, at that point, like all the operativity uh, uh, features are what that's most interesting for for this kind of uh, of users. Okay, great. I mean, the, we've from the very beginning when we started talking, we've we've heard a lot about um, Yahoo's uh, use of Pulsar, but. Um, is, are there any other sort of major deployments that you can talk about now, um, it, it, or is is it really still kind of uh, Yahoo's the flagship, and there are lots of other? There's a, a long tail of people sort of kicking the tires. What does what's the adoption looking like? So the, the, there are uh, several other companies running uh, personal interaction. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, no, not the, not the, 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 the scale of Yahoo at this point. Uh, of course, yeah, but but. But we've been uh, having a lot of other 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 people at uh, at the, at at high scale as well uh, to 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 get started with it. Yeah, great stuff. Um, so I think that's that's sort of pretty much all of our questions to you. Um, anything else that that either of you would uh, would like to add? Uh, no, um, from my side, I think uh, we cover most of the exciting features in we want to talk about. Fantastic. Um, so as you may remember from your last visit to us, there is something that we, we like to do with, uh, with our, our guests uh, just to, to wind things up. And that's uh, ask you to define Hadoop uh, to somebody that's never heard of it before. Um, so you're you're at a dinner party. You're you're sort of talking about uh, the sorts of things that you do, and and you you mention the Hadoop word, and someone says, "What's that? How would you define Hadoop to to someone that's never heard of it before?" So perhaps we'll go uh, we'll go CG first. How how would you define Hadoop to someone that's never heard of it? Uh, so Hadoop is uh, your yeah, like big data processing uh, platform. And which is your data lake is where our data would eventually go to. And, uh, uh, Pulsar is acting as a streaming part, streaming the data into the data lake. Hope Wonderful. That, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that'll work. That'll work. And uh, Matteo, how about you? How about you? How would you define uh, define um, Hadoop to someone that's never heard of it before? Okay, I would say that it's an ecosystem of uh, of projects and, and products that that, uh, that allows you to manage a cluster and uh, and to store data and process data in in, in this huge cluster. Fantastic. I'd have to give extra bonus points to CG there for, for slipping a, a plug to Pulsar <laughs> in his Hadoop definition. Excellent work. <laughs> oh, no, great stuff. And it, it's been it's been really good to, to catch up with you both on on what's happened um so far in in Pulsar. I think it's it definitely sounds like something that's beginning to gain more traction and you know from the features that you're already adding and and looking to add in the near future you can see the the direction that things are going but uh, no I've really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed catching up again me too and th- thank you for having us thanks yeah, for you're, time for us you're very welcome yeah thanks very much for for making the time and uh, so, we'll talk again in uh, another six months. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> you guys keep improving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll be talking about uh, version 2.7 or 3.0. Yes, 3.0. Brilliant stuff. With, with hundreds and thousands of adoptions. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. And we'll, we'll change, we'll change the, uh, the name of the podcast to the, to the, the Roaring Pulsar or something. <laughs> no, we're not. Yon's <laughs> <laughs> uh, overruled me. Uh, well, so again, like, thanks very much, uh, both uh, CG and Matteo, for, for joining us. Um, really appreciate your time and uh, really appreciate you giving us an update. Thanks very much. Good luck with the project, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you again to Matteo and Siju for spending a lot of time with us yet again and uh, explaining and expounding on uh, all the virtues of uh, Apache Pulsar. Indeed. Once again, great content from uh, from the guys. And yeah, look forward to having them on in another kind of six to eight months to tell us about what other cool stuff has happened. If they keep innovating, we will keep uh, spreading the word. I was hoping that yeah. was going to rhyme, but it didn't end up that way. No, it didn't. It really didn't. So on that note, <laughs> this is all the time we have for today before it gets any worse. We hope you enjoyed this size serving of, uh, well, max-sized, bite-sized big data. We will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, as always, you can go to www.roaringalpha.org. You can find more information with a feedback form. You can find us on Twitter using the Hadoopcast tag. And you send email to podcast at roaringalpha.org if you want it to end up with us. Send us any thoughts, comments, criticisms, and other feedback you may have. Until next time, when we will not be talking about the best bulls are. My name is John. And my name is Dave. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.